0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 374 of the Siren Studs Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my faded co-hosts, Peter and Jake.
1: Fading out fast. Um this week is it's the Passion Fruit edition of the cast. That's right. It's the flavor of summer twenty twenty three, by which I mean I saw a bottle of Mountain Dew with that flavor. So that's the law. That's the law now. We're, we're all dictated to everything has to be passion fruit this summer.
2: Passion fruit is the
1: uh, yeah is the flavor. You know,
0: I want to know the where passion Thru- I want to know where passion fruit gets off, acting like it's the only fruit with any sort of passion.
1: Well, yeah, it's the only one that looks like it got off. You ever seen the inside of one of those things? I'm about to
0: look seen the inside of like any fruit. <laughs>
2: no, but, yeah. What is it? Oh, yeah. Inspec- yeah. Yeah. Oh, it does look like a bunch of vomit in a, inside of a fruit.
1: It looked like it. It looks like it finished on
2: itself. You know what? Fruit got me acting up. <laughs> hold. I, hold. Hold for Pray a while. Coconut,
1: right, it's not coconut. No,
2: acting up in a bad way though. I don't think coconuts is. A and fruit. there's dragon
1: fruit. Kurt's also never heard the coconut story. Don't look up the coconut story, Kurt. It's a it's a bad piece of Reddit history. It's Reddit degeneracy.
2: So why did dragon fruit gotta be on anything and everything? Have a dope ass name, and taste like nothing. Yeah.
0: Well, better than it tastes like shit, you know?
1: Uh, I guess yeah. that's true, but like...
0: Because you can still flex and be like, yeah, I, I'm eating dragon fruit or fucking, you know, this is a dragon fruit
1: smoothie. Oh, and Thank dragon
2: you. fruit's not even its real name. That's its street name. That's what they call it on the streets. It's a pitaya.
0: Yeah, it looks like a little fireball. Too-y why so it's called dragon fruit.
1: Man, It looks like an AI tried to generate a dice. The on the inside. When it's cu- yeah, like if you
2: cube, <laughs>
1: if you cube up a dragon that's, fruit, you basically have some. Literally, dice.
2: two of the pictures I'm looking at right now is like dragon fruit cubed up into dice shape. I'm like, all right, that's that's neat, I guess, but get flavor, and don't put it on everything. Welcome to Starbucks, would you want a dragon fruit guava ape uwe frappuccino with extra caramel sauce on it?
0: You should have walked away at Welcome to Starbucks. It's
1: the aloe vera acai frappuccino. (laughs) (laughs) It doubles as a facial cleanser. With
2: gamu gamu powder and matcha extract. (laughs) Okay, so not to call out my my mother-in-law but my mother-in-law <laughs> decided uh, to get a pick-me-up one night. Yeah, feeling a little groggy, so she got a matcha tea at uh I think Starbucks or something like that. I see. She's like, "You know what? I need a I need a pick-me-up in this in this tea. It's not, you know, this is probably caffeine-free. Give me a shot of espresso in this matcha tea." It okay. She was up all all night. Did not sleep a wink.
0: I mean, yeah, this tea is probably caffeine
2: free. <laughs> I don't know what matcha is. <laughs> what,
0: a, like, there? You have to specifically decaffeinate tea, like you do coffee, because yeah. tea naturally has caffeine in it. Not as much as coffee, but it's there.
1: And but, then. But to put espresso in your tea?
0: Yeah, that just ta- That sounds like a taste girl. Like, why, why even bother with the tea? I'd say at that it's a point? bold move.
1: Why don't you just, just take a five hour energy? Yeah. Drink
0: why a not just have energy? the espresso at that point?
2: Or just or just like, go to sleep early. You know what? Do it in the morning.
1: <laughs> I've heard that I've heard about the the caffeine naps, and that tracks with my my lived experience of having caffeine and immediately being sleepy and going to bed.
2: Do you cycle past like the the point of alertness, awakeness, and you just go to sleep? Uh,
1: yeah. So Sometimes. like, uh, apparently, caffeine can help <laughs> with if like if you want to get like really deep sleep because it it'll I think there's something with how it binds to the the sleep receptors. I don't know, but but caffeine naps are definitely a thing. <laughs> take just yeah. take my word for it, guys. Dr- take a Red Bull and then immediately go to bed. and You'll wake up in half an hour and you'll be ready to go. Replace your sleep with with uh battery juice.
2: I feel like the best sleep I've ever had was always coming out of like anesthesia or like hospital stays. We should those we should like commoditize bad. that somehow. Like, all right, huff your anesthesia vate Put you right to sleep. No more messing around with THC, just that's just called Ambient. Oh, yeah. The uh, except
1: it's it's sleeper agent. That it puts the sleep in sleeper agent.
2: Hold on, I gotta go to sleep. Uh, Let me set my IV. No.
1: No, the best sleep you can get <laughs> is definitely crashing out involuntarily on your bed at two in the morning with the lights are on. Oh yeah. yeah. you tried to stay up. And you wake up at like five AM and the sun's sorta of coming up, but the lights from inside are still going and maybe there's something on the TV. And you're like, Where am I? Who am I? I- to
0: get a little X rated, the best sleep you can I've ever gotten is like late evening when you're you know, you're the perfect amount of high and then you have sex and then you go to sleep immediately after. Post
2: not sleep That's solid. The
1: best sleep I've ever got. Sound asleep. <laughs> In a
2: similar vein,
1: consciousness and
2: in a similar vein, when I was young, my uncle. <laughs> no, summertime, wake up, parents are gone, go eat breakfast, go sit down in your dad's rocking chair, don't expect to fall asleep, boom, fall asleep. Four hours later, you come to, ugh, you get jolted awake by a loud commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Head on. What? Uh, yes, I'll buy that mesothelioma insurance. I think I was affected. <laughs> <laughs> I was crawling around in my dad's fiberglass when I was young, thinking it was cotton candy. Wake we used to hit each other with
1: a patch of drool, kind of just spreading out on whatever surface you put oh, yeah. it on last. Powerful. Well, I'm Trey back. Tray watch is is going.
2: I'm I mean, back, and we're you coming. Fell at at you fell asleep
1: for so long. Yeah, you fell asleep. That so,
2: so long. We forgot about Trey watch. We, I fell asleep so long. I missed last week's episode. Um, it's okay. I forgot. Nice. I, I don't even know where we're coming at you live from, but you know what? We're coming He's got at the you. Men's from the deep pressure Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> three minutes on the bottom. No men's. They said, "Fuck you, Ocean Gate." <laughs> it's this easy. <laughs> It you had one job, sink.
0: That's it. That's Without all you had dying, to
2: do. <laughs> Indiana Jones uh, has like a seventy-five. Pedro pass. Pascal
0: did this with a wooden leg. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, gotta love it! Um, yep. Yeah, so we got trays to watch, and in the indies to review. So let's get Indy this
1: and the Jones. Um. Yeah, let's just start. There's no. I think
0: this might be the first time ever Jake has ever thrown us the tray Watch in the history of the show.
2: Let's keep you on your feet. (laughs) He came back different.
0: He did. He. The Titanic 2 changed you, Jake. (laughs) 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 I used to know you, man.
2: Well, were you enthralled by the plot of Titanic 2? Yes, I was. Um, Just amazing. Holy shit. Um, uh, what did what did I call out? Oh, I kept on going over to Amazon Prime to feel like to be like who, who, who is this actor? Oh. Do I know him? And then I'm like, oh, they're brothers. Wait, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Jake, um, hold on. There's I a- think I may have accidentally signed you up for Con TV. Uh, you may need to cancel that subscription, and I may I, I may owe you five dollars. <laughs> because <laughs> Amazon Prime wouldn't. It wouldn't uh, play it itself. You had to watch it through Con TV. Really? Okay. Okay, Or
0: you could have just watched it with ads on Plex.
2: Titanic 2?
1: Didn't find it. What I I did find was The Nun 2 while jake yeah while jake speaking looks for of the fraudulent charges on his car
0: speaking of just wildly unnecessary sequels
1: is this still in the conjuring universe yes
0: i think so
1: how many fucking movies it. are in this it said it yeah.
0: i jake both of you do assume i actually watched the trailer <laughs> for the nun two.
2: <laughs> so i'm confused You hold on, but back on the wait. You can just watch it. Oh, oh, that's why I didn't have to watch it with uh, uh, ads, because I was like, I watch this ad free, baby, and oh, it's included with your con TV subscription. Okay, Okay. all right, I see that. I see that alert now. Um, Yeah, so back to none two. Uh, None two, the
1: Conjuring, not having any of it. Where's the Avengers? Where's the conjuring Avengers for this one? Uh, this all right, so jumping in, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and now like nine. Uh this will be the ninth movie in the conjuring universe in a a series spanning from twenty thirteen to now.
0: Yeah, um they're they're getting they're getting up there. In, in the numbers for a horror franchise. Usually they don't don't make it much past double digits. Um, if they even make it to double digits. Yeah.
1: But that's what see I think that's part of the that's actually kind of brilliant marketing is they knew that like when you put out Freddy versus Jason Five, like people you're not gonna pull the crowd with that. So you just you leave it. And you say, Oh, this is a new horror movie
0: in the it's, same it's universe, related yeah. Related to
1: the others, but don't even, don't worry about it.
0: It's not a sequel or not a numbered sequel title. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I guess that's brilliant. That might also just be coincidence. But
1: they're they're gonna milk every single like we're gonna get a we're gonna get a version for every word the two people who like whose memoirs this are based on ever said. Like every <laughs> sentence will be broken down into its own Conjuring movie.
0: Maybe. So,
2: did the Nun movies like are they uh, a flashback or not flashback? A prequel to the Conjuring? Then, because these seem kind of uh, older. I was trying to I was trying to place this. So the
1: Conjuring s- universe timeline on the Wikipedia oh. article.
0: Oh boy, here we go.
1: So, um, the Nun is in 1952. Then 1955, okay. it's Annabelle Creation. Then 1967, it's Annabelle. 1971 is The Conjuring. Uh, 1972 is Annabelle Comes Home. 1973 is The Curse of La Llorona, which I didn't even realize was a Conjuring universe oh, movie. Oh, yeah, what neither did I. Uh, 1977, The Conjuring 2. And 1981, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It.
0: Oh, I remember that one. The, the courtroom <laughs> drama. <Yeah. laughs>
1: <laughs> it just like I it's just like ah throw another one out there I don't know the Conjuring movie
0: I I I just I just love that we live in the timeline where I can with full sincerity say oh yes I remember the courtroom drama movie in this <laughs> horror franchise
2: <laughs> gotta love, love it. it.
1: Yeah, who's the? It was the war, the Warrens, the Warren family, the the evil ghost exorcists, the Warrens. The Warren. Um, there's nothing special about this movie. Yeah, there's it, a really. There, I mean, there's one cool scare at the end where like the it jumps out of a book.
0: So y'all, y'all remember the first movie? It's exactly like this that.
1: Is none two back in the habit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Whoopi Goldberg should have been the nun.
1: I want Whoopi Goldberg, vers as or versus the nun in this movie.
0: Whoopi Goldberg's character from Sister Act versus she comes the in nun
1: as a, <laughs> as an as an exorcist. And she
0: exercises the 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 nun away. That's amazing. It's money. It's licensed to print money. Hollywood, bring me up.
1: Whoopi Goldberg.
0: I got, I got all the ideas. She's not too busy. <laughs> I see her being disinterested on she, the viewer, whichever show she's on. Is she on the viewer? Is she on the talk? Well,
1: yeah. What is? <laughs> I think it's the view. But what is? Uh, yeah. What is Whoopi? What's Whoopi doing? What's? I think what, she's just hosting the WWWD. view. W W D. What would Whoopi
2: do? What would Whoopi do? She's doing life. She's raw dogging life, dude. Has she been Whoopi, in any, old anything beard. major recently? I feel like she has. has. We are. We are I haven't seen anymore.
0: her in anything in um, a long time.
1: Show me her credits. Uh, upcoming. All Wait, right.
2: were you joking about the sister act? No, <laughs> no. Oh. Sister Act
1: three, kicking the habit, coming oh, out twenty twenty four.
0: Oh my god!
2: You said none. They too? heard
0: me. <laughs>
2: you said that we was, haven't even I mean, published this, this yet, season.
0: and they heard me.
2: Was back in the habit? Is that what it was? Yeah, oh. yeah. That's that's great.
0: Oh my god, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's so funny. Well, good honor for what? Sister yep. Act three doing pre production. Nice. Uh, the, oh, I wonder,
0: team? like, at what point. How how in a boardroom is it is it decided? You know what? I think it's time for Sister Act three.
2: <laughs> She's uh, doing a voice in Pierre the Pigeonhawk. Different is yeah. cool. It's a a lot of kids uh,
1: kid stuff, which is which is fine. That makes Just
0: to keep her SAG car active. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> there's worse stuff you I, could be doing.
1: I just like to imagine that one of the one of the people who are pitching this movie they they went into the room of producers and they just said act three right Act three then wrote in front of it sister
2: <laughs>
1: just dropped dropped
2: the marker walked out of walked the room out of the room. <laughs> I'd like to believe that she's behind the cocaine they found in the White House.
1: That's right. There was cocaine in the White House. Yeah,
2: yeah. And then I shouted Someone at saw my. saw
1: that story and said, "Oh shit, that's mine."
2: So that's where I left it. I I <laughs> shouted at my family. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and then I continued to say, "Oh, so fun's illegal now." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs>
0: I from what I understand, the previous tenant of that office space. Uh, had a little bit of a cocaine problem, so
1: it was either that. Yeah, you're either gonna find the cocaine or classified documents. Yeah, that were like he showed to his his cocaine dealer.
0: <laughs> you see this? You see this is protected nuclear secrets right here.
1: Can you give me an extra bump? That's uh. So uh, that's that's the none. That's two. none two. Cocaine. Um, none two cocaine in the White House.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a title for you there.
1: Uh speaking of obvious jokes about illicit substances, I guess maybe not in this case because we live in New York. Uh Bob Marley One Love teaser trailer. Yeah,
0: Bob Bob Marley biopic. Um it looks good. I'll confess, I don't know a ton about Bob Marley as as a person. Yeah. Um, I know he I know he has ha, has an interesting story. Mhm. Um, I don't know it very well. So, I mean, I'm surprised that it took this long for someone to try to do it, but
1: yeah. And it's interesting because I mean, at least even from a, just a movie making standpoint, um, as a, as a musical musician biopic movie, right. Uh, there, it needed the action, the (laughs) gunfights. There weren't (laughs) enough shootouts in our musician biopics. Um, I mean honestly it's a it's I'm glad they're taking it a different way cuz there's enough musician biopics out there now that you need to differentiate yourself and just doing it for a different musician isn't gonna necessarily do that even though each musician is different and has their own story you gotta... I got
0: I don't know that this really feels all that much different I mean there are plenty of there's plenty of gun violence in like straight out of Compton and Wu Tang and American saga. Yeah,
1: but this um, I don't know. It feels different because it's focusing, sp- not just like his whole life story, but like more specifically on whatever this conflict was
0: in a moment in time. Yeah, yeah. It's a little less common, but yeah.
2: Like what was he? Was he? He was a big um, like anti-war guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, all peace. How many? Love. Pro- how many
1: of his songs are protest songs? Yeah.
2: Was that? Would that Almost be like all Vietnam? All Like war,
0: yeah, he was he was contemporary in that time.
2: I feel like that was a generally like like well received message in America though. So maybe they're gonna have a CIA set this shit up twist.
0: Well, he could. The the implication I got is that it's a uh, an issue that someone in like the Jamaican crime scene Uh, or something had with them yeah
2: because they were saying he was gonna go back to like yeah where the conflict is um and the Mm -hmm. tear the one the one solemn tear he's gonna yeah the guy
0: they have playing um bob murley uh seems like a pretty good fit i believe him as bob murley
1: yeah, yeah, you've heard of Ben Kingsley, but now here's Kingsley Ben. Yeah. yeah. Kings I Ben Adir. Um uh, I don't know It's much. directed by one Mr. Green. Oh. It's like when.
0: Like Renardo uh, Marcus Webb, Green. Yeah, uh,
1: when Webb directed Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Weed All jokes. So much James weed Webb. jokes coming up. Bob Marley, Black Stencil stamp on a on a Jamaican flag, red white and green or red yellow and green handkerchief or towel or anything you
2: hang up in your room merchandising I want to see him coming up with the the drug rug and I want I want I want that to be in this movie He popularized well, it. He I know it's so going to be a crossover little. with a product biopic movie. Yeah. I know so little about Bob Marley, it's not even funny. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's what we were saying is like, you know, I know he has this very interesting story that that's made him the icon that he is. Um and like I'm familiar with his music and I enjoy his music, but I don't know I don't really know his life story, so I'd be interested to yeah. to see this if for nothing else than finding out more about the man
1: um and then killers of the flower moon
0: yeah we had a teaser that seemed as i recall like <laughs> pretty i thought that was the pretty trailer. robust <laughs> yeah uh but then then comes this trailer that's about twice as long as that was <laughs> so yeah um
1: more,
0: eh, like, more I, it it's it's martin scorsese with you know actors that he's worked with many times before and some fresh faces, um, it's gonna be good. It's just a question of how good.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a much more unique story.
0: Yeah, it's a bit. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a bit of a departure from what he does. It is kind of gangs of New York uh, in its aesthetic, but kind of out. West. So this is kind of uh, a turn of the century Western crime drama. Right. Uh, from Scorsese, the man who's done crime dramas and pretty much every other conceivable <laughs> configuration.
2: Yeah, but I feel like this is such a, a smaller story to tell. You know what I mean? Like, um, like uh, I did, I'm going to feel so bad. Did I, Mark Scorsese do Wolf of Wall Street? Or Yes. Yeah. So, so like, you have those. Um, the Wolf of Wall Street. You have the big time gangster movies, um, and this seems like it's got that stacked cast with a Martin Scorsese you, feel, and just like, eh, right? It's some not Indian, like The Irishman
1: or Goodfellas, where it's like a dude's whole life. And it's not something that's like the whole nation. It's just like this one story in this one town.
0: Um, that's kind of Gangs of New York, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it so, might be good. Might be mid. Um... Oh, that's right. And and Brendan Fraser. I, I forgot. It. I
1: I saw. I said, I'm watching the trailer as we're talking. He popped right back up again. I was like, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, he there
0: said. he is. Um. Yeah. I I'm actually kind of interested. I think the story is is fairly unique. Um, and I look forward to seeing it. We got a lot of good movies coming out, and it seems like that's kind of the the play now. As you put out your like Academy consideration movies in the late fall, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. they have uh, almost, it, it does have a twenty four decked cast, and uh, it seems like everybody's gonna be pulling it all out for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, got my favorite <laughs> actress. Lily Gladstone um,
0: what, what's she in that you really like
2: uh let me let me remember there's so many you know it's hard to uh, <laughs> so, yes uh, I really liked her in certain women as the rancher <laughs> powerful <laughs> that was a good really one got him Jake first cow was also you know so memorable as chief factor's wife,
0: so it seems like she has a lot of credits, purely based on the fact that she's Native American.
2: Yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> could be. <laughs> well, I'm just reading
0: some of these these uh, these titles here and looking at looking at the posters. You have scalped. I uh, wonder what that one's about. Um, you have little chief. Winter in the Blood, which looks like kind of an outdoorsy yeah.
1: Those two titles are Western. the name of my SoundCloud rapper and the name of his first track on his EP.
0: <laughs> Little Chief and Winter in the Blood.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Walking Out, uh, Last Manhunt looks very old westy.
2: Ironically, uh, um, one of the other actresses in this movie, uh, her name was uh, my nickname in high school, Tantu Cardinal. Um, and she, I, I've, I've watched her for years. In, uh, of course, who can forget uh, Wind River and Shouting Secrets? I, those are,
1: I, I have those DVDs See, that's upstairs. The, that's the second track on my, on my <laughs> AP is Shouting Secrets.
0: Oh, she was in Dances of Wolves. Yeah,
2: yeah. That that's an actually <laughs> well-known movie.
0: An actually yeah. like famous movie that she's done. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I think she was looking at her face now. I think she was the main, uh,
2: love interest her. or something
0: or no, I was wrong.
2: <laughs> I don't know what happens in dances with wolves.
0: It's,
1: it's, it's a like long footless, movie,
2: <laughs> but with animals. Uh, I'm seeing some white people. Uh, it looks like they're getting married amongst the native Americans. Um, and then he's riding a horse. So uh, all I remember
1: is I was I was told by my band teacher in high school to watch it because there was a very good French horn part in the score, <laughs> and I was playing French horn in the high school band.
0: Um, it's like three hours long. Yikes! Just, just to warn you.
2: <laughs> Calm down, Hollywood. The fuck! I'm tired of your three <laughs> hour movies. I gotta. I gotta especially, pee. Especially this week.
0: Yeah, that's it. We're done. Um
1: I do well, Oh actually we got more. one more one more thing yet. to there touch on one. Um uh just to, I didn't mention it last week and I I'm remiss. I have problems. I have problems when I don't mention trailers that come out. Uh Futurama is getting uncancelled again.
0: For the third time, baby.
1: It's coming back on Hulu. Um Hulu exclusive. Um they only show, yeah. like, the clips are only from a couple episodes, I think. So they're, you know, I don't know how big of a season this is going to be. It's
0: probably the last time Futurama was uncancelled, I think it got like eight or 10 new episodes. And they were, like, okay. Um, they kind of satirized a lot of the technological leaps that had happened since the last time the show had went off the air. Um, I don't really know that there's a whole lot of room to do that. So I'm interested to see what what they're coming back to say, you know, because it seems like they'd only really come back to do it if they had like good ideas for episodes.
1: Yeah. Um they look to be very, very topical. Um one of the yeah, one of the new episodes is Rage Against the Vaccine. I wonder what that mm. one could be about. Oh good.
0: Um yeah, I guess that, that was a pretty obvious one.
1: Come on. where are the rest of the episode titles. I'll go I'll go to the forbidden zone aka collider.
2: Who get them. And then I've got uh another one for you as well. Just a small mm-hmm. small little bit, small little bit. Um Attack on Titan Season 4. Season five,
1: I thought I thought they had already attacked the Titans.
2: Season five, part three, part two.
1: Okay, yes, I feel like I remember that 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 was what they were doing.
2: Yeah, I think I mean, When are think we going to get
0: attack off the Titan?
1: They're always attacking
2: mm. the Titan. They're they're until they're the never... Titan
1: until the Titans attack back. Spoilers. Oh, got him.
2: The, the Titans, titans are never not attacking. Very true. But I
0: want I want an anime that's just them like doing special moves jumping off of titans. It's attack off titan.
1: It's like a diving competition except they're jumping off the giant naked people. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it... quick note, 10 yeah. episodes in a few drama season. Oh, cool. Back to attack on titan.
0: And then you can have a character based on Greg Laganus, and yeah. they can hit their head jumping off the titan.
2: <sighs> The only, the only notable thing about this trailer, or just the fact that they're doing another part, which might be an hour long, is that I'm pretty sure this only has like two or three pages of manga to, <laughs> to like tell.
1: So good. Really using all the source material
0: you got to got to squeeze every last drop of blood from that stone.
2: Yeah, cuz like the last part brought you up to the finale. <clears throat> and this mm. is I guess going to be <laughs> the the just the battle the, the, the end finale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the battle and the come down. So
1: uh, <laughs> It's yep, been a weird uh,
2: couple of years.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh speaking of which, um the, the there is one there are all these trailers for stuff that aren't movies but they keep coming up and I keep having to talk about them uh, two words that you may not have thought whatever uh the couple words that you thought may never thought would show up together um, suicide squad isekai anime it's coming it's happening DC it seems completely believable spit in the barrel <laughs> and just firing into a cr- firing ideas into a crowd,
2: but this is what they're they're known for. They're animated I mean, yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, I that
0: feel like this for. is actually the most predictable thing. Yeah, because <laughs> they always follow up a live action DC movie with a DC animated movie.
1: Okay, but to, like just the fact that it is not just an anime movie, not just an animated movie, but an anime movie, and more specifically the isekai genre. Which is like the the it's the weebiest.
2: Well, they genre did of animation.
0: Batman Ninja. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: The like, fact that this it is, a, is an isekai is uh, taking the goofiness level to a. I really hope a Batman
1: and Harley Quinn, or not Batman and Harley, Quinn, Joker and Harley Quinn get hit by the Batmobile, and that's how they get that's how they get transported.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking crazy because it's like it's the Bat not, truck. Now we're doing magic, fighting orc pigmen.
1: I mean, to be fair, like uh, the more you think about it, the more you go, "Oh yeah, you know what? This this could happen. This fits in the DC lore." I mean, literally, the first thing they fought in the in the original Bad Suicide Squad movie was the Enchantress.
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: So. I it's just it's just a little jarring uh to see I don't know, maybe it's just to see uh something this like I don't want like the word is topical maybe or like contemporary. <laughs> I don't know. Just it's a kind of, it seems like a very like trendy kind of thing. I guess that's what it is. What
0: contemporary very... would be also appropriate um, then.
1: I guess to, to be fair and balanced. <laughs> Um, they're also coming out, I think, this week with the new Superman show on Adult Swim, uh, "My Adventures with Superman." That's is, correct. Yeah, which with that one, I think they're doing kind of more like a Voltron or Shira kind of style of of animation. That should be fine. Yeah, I'm interested. It's good to see, it's good to see a good, that. like a wholesome Superman uh, show again. Like yeah. one that's oh. the one that's just very, cl- very plainly like, oh, it's just him doing like, uh, adventures. No, it's not like morally gray or any of that. We haven't. Um, I feel like we haven't seen too much of that since like, the '90s. The you know the animated adventures.
0: Um, I don't. I- I guess there wasn't a lot more like right That's never really been Superman's bag. Um, but there also haven't been too many Superman shows, and most of them have been pretty lighthearted. You know, New Adventures of Lois and Clark was pretty goofy.
1: When did that come and,
0: out? Uh, like, l- either late 90s, early 2000s, something like that.
2: Okay. Apparently, uh, um, the Superman and Lois show... On the CW has been received pretty okay. Okay.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's the other one that's. Received okay or received okay for a CW
2: show? For CW, like they they started doing like Bizarro and um, they. uh, It's a little bit more of a down to earth kind of thing. A little Bizarro, a little bit of Doomsday. They're twisting up the story a little bit, but uh, apparently it's watchable
0: it's got a 7.8 out of 10 on imdb that's not too bad i don't know that i much care for the guy playing superman um
1: oh yeah who is the new who's the the new superman now
2: i don't even know what his name
0: is i don't wait have they announced that
1: yeah yeah let me find him um Who's the new Superman guy? David sweat. Huh. Let me find an image of this man, and he does look sufficiently super, and and sufficiently man. Um, where's uh, David Cornswired? He's got the uh, he's got the little bit of the widow's peak. Well, you know what looks, looks pretty classic when slicked back.
0: Not to sound xenophobic, but I am happy that Superman's being played by an American again.
1: <laughs> we brought him back home, boys.
0: He's from Kansas. Okay, he's. I don't need some limey tart playing Superman, my American hero,
1: S- super lad, super chap.
0: So uh he's he's certainly imposing. He's six foot four. I think that might make him the tallest person to play Superman.
1: He is the the superest man.
0: Um He is he's one year older than me. So he's just, got
2: just this close. They brought they some, brought in uh, an interesting um uh uh Lex Luthor in uh, Michael Kuditz um which he's not in a lot of stuff but he you might know him from uh The Walking Dead as Abraham
1: oh so. he's, he's got I, I feel okay. like I know this face <laughs> this is a, this is a very I, I even if it's not a um, face that I've seen a lot it's a, definitely a, an iconic face yeah. Michael Cudlitz
2: Cudlitz. yeah In a lot of westerns, yeah. yeah, he's right, good. Well, it's just Lex Luthor with a beard. Yeah, but he's yeah. menacing.
0: I suppose so. All right, let's let's wrap up. Let's tray watch right. that ceased being about trailers long ago, and move on to the follow up where we follow up on some of these things we reviewed on Trey Watch at the box office. Let's go ahead and take a look at the. Uh, Weekend 26, extended 4th of July weekend, covering June 30th to July 4th of 2023. Uh, In Thirst, we have Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Review of that coming later in your program.
1: (laughs) Topping the box office with a resounding...
0: 83.86 million, uh, which is kind of sad because that means it needed two extra days and... Uh, probably a couple hundred more theaters to beat out Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Um, not yep. That's great. The, that's the term I
1: would I would use for that.
0: For a movie like this, which you know, weirdly enough, I don't feel like they they hyped this movie a whole ton.
2: Yeah, I didn't get no. like compared
0: Hunt compared of... to the last time. The new Indiana Jones movie came out I feel like there was a lot more Advertising push kind for kind that
2: Kind of just squeaked out yeah. Um. You know I mean obviously we saw You know Posters And we saw Little clips here and there But if you look at Even if you just look at Like Rotten Tomatoes uh, YouTube page There's tons of Like uh, uh, What is it called The Mission Impossible Shorts Yeah Hmm and it's like all yeah. that—all that's advertising. You know, this is how we did this. This is how we did that. Yeah, I've
0: seen billboards for Mission Impossible. I haven't seen any of that for Diddle, indie.
1: Diddly doodly for Indiana doodly.
0: Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Um, but it brought in 159 million dollars worldwide. Uh, Elemental hangs on to second place. Um, bring in 18 million dollars. In just other over thirty six hundred theaters, hundred and ninety five point eight million dollars worldwide for Elemental.
2: Um, yeah, it'll break even with that. <laughs> well, I we mean, were,
1: oh, that was that was earlier this week, right? We were talking, we were talking yeah. amongst ourselves about this, where we looked at like all the top dis, like the top movies of the year, and how many were Disney, and how many were Marvel, and they're still. I I don't know if it's Hollywood accounting or what, but they're still losing ninety million a year.
2: Yeah, I don't. Is it like I wonder if it's also like investment into toys as well, and then the toys not selling as much.
0: Well, that's usually you print money on that stuff because yeah. the margins are so high. Yeah, I I think it's just the advertising push. Like they spend a lot of money on ad space. Ad space isn't cheap um
2: mm-hmm. or <clears throat> i um the other thing i think it might be is uh pushing a lot to disney plus in the time span that they're doing it or straight to disney plus um may not be uh getting enough subscriber increases or however they calculate if it was profitable or not
0: yeah i have no idea how any of that works but, but... <sighs> No one knows how streaming works from a, from a economic standpoint. <laughs> That's why the writers are on strike. A uh, large, a well, good part of the reason anyway. Um, anyway, Spider, or yeah, Spider-Man across the spider Verse, $17.6 million in its fifth week. Um, still going pretty strong, crossed over $615 million worldwide. Um, it'll probably top out at 650 which is a, about a little more than double what it made the, the first one made so
2: i'm assuming you guys already talked about the um the push out to 2026 oh yeah for the the, beyond
1: yeah um, not last week but i feel like we've talked about that before that they're not going Maybe. to they're not going to release uh uh a, a beyond the spider-verse next year as planned or as they were advertising because uh, it turns out that they weren't were weren't working on both at the same time, and the showrunners and the movie runners, the producers, were pushing unrealistic expectations out uh, with not a lot of uh, backing in terms yeah. of uh, actual deliverables. So it, it'll probably be more like three, four years.
0: Um, we'll see. I don't. I have a. I have a hard time believing that they were that far apart. Like they would put a date out there that they were that far off from hitting. Like I, it would probably be two years would be my guess. It does
2: seem, it does seem weird that they said initially right off the back beyond in 2024 and then have to push it back so far. Like there has to be somebody with a brain saying Mm -hmm. like, hey, you guys know we haven't been building this thing the entire time. Like, why are you saying that? Or or there's there's this many re-edits that we have to put into it now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It seems weird. Or maybe there was some massive miscommunication and they had, like, the storyboard made for Beyond and sketches dropped for uh, uh, Beyond. And that's why they said, oh, you guys have been working on it with a cross, so we'll just put it at twenty twenty four because how long could it take to animate the entire movie? Yeah,
1: I know I feel like a lot of that was was the there's the drama there, which was yeah, uh, the the producers versus the animators,
0: yeah, um well we'll we'll see what when it comes out, I mean, hopefully obviously i wanted to come out sooner rather than later um
1: mm-hmm. but hey did, uh what what do we say about games right a delayed movie is uh
0: oh yeah yeah like i want them to take the time to to make the best movie they can obviously but i would like to see that movie as, as soon as i can so so i'm hoping it's closer to like i don't know late 2025 maybe
1: so we'll we will see, um. Yeah, but that's that's the that Spider Verse.
0: Yep. Uh, Sound of Freedom, opens in fourth. Um. Made itself fourteen point two million dollars. Uh, looks like a religious film from the uh,
2: from Angel Studios. Yeah, yeah I'm. I'm- Okay. I'm diving into it um because the plot of it is uh, is it sounds straight, like straight it is straight out of a QAnon subreddit forum. Uh based on an incredible true story shines a light on an even on even the darkest of places after rescuing a young boy from ruthless child traffickers, a federal agent learns the boy's sister is still captive and decides to embark on a dangerous mission to save her. With time running out, he quits his job and journeys deep into the Colombian jungle, putting his life on the line to free her from a fate worse than death. Just all the uh, <clears throat> the classic child
1: sex traffickers. We, um, we never saw a trailer for this, so it was being advertised in places we do not reach.
2: Yeah. It also has an IMDb release date of 2022. So maybe this was finished a while ago and a studio picked it up to it could have it could have went out to a film festival it probably did yeah yeah uh, probably
0: some weird film festival
2: interesting let's see if it's yeah. sponsored by Glenn Beck no well there's a no, uh, hard I to do a I review of this one because there's no one through five stars. Oh, okay. It's got, I guess, um, it's got
1: Jim Caviezel in it. Who, if I guess, he was also in uh, He worked with like in like Mel Gibson movies. So I don't know. Just throwing shit out. It's a clearly. movie. It came out. We never no heard cares. it, but it made made a lot of money.
0: It made a decent amount of money. Um. No Hard Feelings in its second week, uh, drops into fifth, uh, $11.2 million for that one, uh, bringing its worldwide total of $54.2 million, which is probably profitable for the mid-budget comedy. Uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast finds itself in sixth, in its fourth week, $386 million worldwide uh, after break- breaking in 10.7 mil this past weekend. Uh, Little Mermaid is in seventh, bringing in a tick under $8 million in its sixth week in just 2,400 theaters, uh, bringing its worldwide toll to $528 million. And hot on its heels. <laughs> in that. Uh,
1: hot, on it, hot on its flippers?
0: Yeah. <laughs> is, is in its opening weekend. <laughs> DreamWorks is Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Which, uh, again, mind you, opening weekend one of two, two like big studio releases this week, yeah. uh, brought in seven point four nine million dollars in thirty four hundred theaters. Little
1: Mermaid gave him a six week head start. <laughs>
2: Still beat him out.
0: Uh, it's made $16.12 million worldwide, but more important than any of that, it's found its way into our spotlight. Um, so we'll take a look at what it, what it be doing outside in the uh, critical reception verse. And we're looking at 5.9. <laughs> My
1: favorite cinematic universe.
0: Yeah. Um, a uh, 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 67%. Uh, on the Rotten Tomatoes Critic score, a Metascore of 50 with a user score on Metacritic of 5.0. So <laughs> I think in, in a first, the Metascore and user score are in perfect harmony.
1: Maybe, this, um, maybe there's a secret to this movie.
0: Maybe. Uh, maybe it can build a consensus. Will the, but,
1: will the real reviewers...
0: I don't feel. I feel like if there's one place where you can dispel any notion of consensus being able to be reached, it's in the user review section of IMDb. People have strong opinions because they're real reviewers, and this is all they do with their lives. They have no other hobbies, um, but they they give they spend gold for us, which is which is trade off enough, I would say. So Matt Kaiser. Uh, 64167 has this to say about Ruby Gilman Teenage Kraken the critics know nothing this film was a fun ride from start to finish Ruby is just absolutely adorable this deserves more praise than it's getting plus DreamWorks taking shots at Disney yet again can uh, Parenthetical Considering this site And Rotten Tomatoes Are trying so hard To run defense Of another certain film That doesn't deserve Any praise for laziness But let's be real Critics are bought And paid for End Parenthetical (laughs) Love the subversion Of having the Krakens Be the protectors While the mermaids Who are usually seen as good Now as villains Of this movie Spoilers Yeah All right. Gosh No that was in the trailer Go see this movie you won't be disappointed. This along with the Super Mario Brothers movies are basically the only two movies worth watching this year. <laughs> uh, to be so confidently wrong.
2: <laughs>
1: it's like you say I want I want only Ruby Gilman. No other movies except for one.
2: Bring me uh, okay. Han Solo. From Chemp Chemp. Chemp. 10, 10p. Um, uh, I'm going to read this in the voice of somebody who sounds congested. Um, so I'm going to try my best. It might come off good. I, I am congested. <laughs> uh, 2 out of 10. DreamWorks at its dullest. Despite the colorful animation. Yeah, okay. 2 out of 10. There's no 1 out of 10s. Come. Stop typing in the comments. I already know you're doing it. No one out of 10s. This is such a good movie, there's no one out of 10s. Despite the colorful animation and cute designs, it was honestly pretty boring. DreamWorks Animation is a hit or miss for, for me, as they have made some really fantastic movies in the past, but also some pretty bad ones, too. Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, is clearly aimed more for younger demographic, but there have been films I have enjoyed that are much Uh, The main in this category, however, this one really didn't do it for me. The animation style and models are pretty good as they are colorful, beautiful, and have some textures around them to provide the essence of sea life. I was a sneeze. Mm, Jesus Christ. Uh, Some of the dark underwater sequences have pretty good lighting colors and sound design throughout as it does add some decent atmosphere. The voice performers were okay, but that's pretty much it, really. The concept about squids, octopuses, and mermaids in the underwater kingdom living in modern environment is pretty interesting, but the narrative really doesn't take any full creativity with its concept, as it feels really uninspired and bland for the most part. The characters really weren't interesting, and the dialogue provided was clunky and sometimes cringeworthy. The use of pop songs in the soundtrack was pretty annoying. The tone goes quite all over the place and the humor is pretty inconsistent. The humorous jabs from DreamWorks at this point is starting to get a little repetitive. Overall, it had good intentions, but it never got to have a huge punch as it wanted to. 2 out of 10, 20 out of 30 found it helpful. Let's go to number 3. 3 stars. <laughs> We're going
1: to 3. Um, shout out to because I was curious. Uh, I went to look at the letterbox reviews. Um... <laughs> That's about that. About sums it up. Um, we've got one such as this one by Nico Pico, three stars. Why does this shit look like a Kroger commercial? Uh, three stars by Camille Dory. Joke, generic pop song. Fight scene, generic pop song. Emotional scene, generic pop song. Story resolution that with what doesn't make any sense. Ending dance sequence. And uh, and one more by rv3 three stars i would give anything to watch this when i was in my weird sea creature phase as a child it's a, the the cute letterboxed excursion but for my for my five out of ten we got uh benjamin Skyler hill uh conveyor belt family entertainment dreamworks has created the bastard child of pixar's luca and turning red and it falls somewhere in the middle of those two films' quality. It mercifully mercifully has far less annoying characters than Turning Red and handles its near-identical adolescent themes of family loyalty, self-actualization, and trust with far more tact and nuance than that film did. But it borrows the other half of its concept and plot from Luca, and it lacks the genuine heart and soul that was the one saving grace of that film. There's a lot to like about the implausibly gonzo concept and over-the-top elements and characters, but the generic conveyor belt produced story is hard to look past, as there really is not a single aspect of what I just saw that has any staying power. I'll forget this quickly. Five out of nine found that helpful.
0: Interesting. Interesting that you mentioned turning red, because writer Gan here, also compares this movie to Turning Red. However, they say in their 10 out of 10 review, Turning Red, but two billion times better.
1: Damn.
2: Mm, damn,
0: To start off my review, review randomly capitalized, I wanted to say this. No comma, but I am pausing for effect. I love this movie for a reason. Colon. Capital I. It's is funny and a fantastic movie for all ages, comma. It may be cringy for teenagers, randomly capitalized, but it tells a great capitalized message, which is, quote, never tell a lie to get away with it and always tell the truth about it, close quote. Shark Tale has the same message about telling a lie. Also, I said that the movie is turning red, but better and I despise Turning Red because it was too, quotes, mature for teenager me who was looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> Lastly, it's another, quote, Screw You, Disney, by Little Mermaid, similar to Ant's and A Bug's Life's Shrek to Monsters, Inc., etc. end.
1: What? I'm not saying this was made by an AI. I'm saying this person's brain runs on a Markov chain. <laughs> He's like I can only think of movies in terms of other movies. Dark Hunk um, well, and no, no. at the real Cinemas.
0: Anson and Bugs Life is a pretty popular like Pixar or Dreamworks used to do that shit all the time. Like yeah, the twin, like Shark Shark Tale is an example cuz that came out like right after finding Nemo.
1: That's right. You guys were going to do your Twitter the the failed launch of Twinema Cinema. Uh, yeah. Twinema Files yeah
0: it's hey Wasn't... it's not failed if we haven't tried it yet yeah, exactly
1: <laughs> this is this is the perfect place to start kurt yeah, is can watch little mermaid and ruby gilman
2: oh no <laughs> not like that i don't I,
0: I think we'd start with a classic pairing
2: <laughs> yeah ants and bug life come on yeah that's great i want to be horrified by the ants animation <laughs> Really uh, bad
0: animation. Really graphic, too, if yeah. I recall. Like,
2: it's 3 out of 10. Uh, we're moving up in the world of reviews. Uh, David Pierce says, Luca meets Turning Red. Hey. Um, kind of weird, because my godson's name is Luca. Uh, my 4-year-old was bored within the first 10 minutes of the film, and I couldn't blame him. The story was so-so, with predictable plot lines, few memorable humorous moments, and an over-color scheme that felt much too dark for a kid's movie. While the characters are fun and the premise is decent, think the characters of Luca meets the family struggles of turning red. The film just lacked much connection to anything happening in the story, with the exception of one scene. Between the main character and her mother, with the lackluster family dynamic, was simply unbelievable. It's not a bad film, just not one worth seeing in the theaters at the moment. 23 out of 44 found it helpful. Powerful.
1: And Finally. It
0: is powerful. From
1: Th- James Raspberry, six, 1060. I only did that because he said Raspberry in the title. Um, 6 out of 10. It's not that bad, but not that good. I think this movie is not considerably unfavorable. I think the animation looks great, but everyone says the animation looks horrible, and I don't blame them for having their opinion about it. But it's just another fish movie that DreamWorks created, which is Shark Tale and Sinbad, which those movies were horrible, I think they could have done a little bit better with the movie, but I'm not really disappointed, nor that I feel good about this film. It's similar to the Little Mermaid remake, but the mermaids are evil. I kind of wish that the movie did good, but no, it just seems to be all right, but not good. Ten out of twelve. Cannot get get tripped up by Captcha. <laughs>
0: All right, well that's Ruby Gilman, teenage Kraken. Um, Ruby not great. Fish. Uh just like The Flash's box office returns have not been great. Uh in week 3 finds itself all the way down in ninth, bringing in 7.48 million uh over the extended holiday weekend, bringing its Total worldwide gross to $248 million, so...
1: I am actively baffled that this is the, the DC movie that bombed.
0: Well you mean this is the DC movie that bombed?
1: And not like Black Adam.
0: Black Adam Shazam bombed 2. horrifically. And so did Shazam 2. <laughs> like
1: Black Adam at least got to like six weeks.
0: Well, it like didn't make much more money.
1: Three weeks yeah. is just like... That's pretty insane. It feels like a crazy outlier. From third to eight, oof, it just fell off a cliff. I, don't, I it just, yeah. just stands out. as weird to me again, because we I, saw I, the
2: movie and we were like, it's okay. it's fine, it's good, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I, I laughed. I I wonder if the uh, the the heat on Ezra Miller is just too hot for people to be like, you know. I don't have that short of a memory. I, <laughs> I do remember when he was in the I news. I do remember his crimes. I don't...
0: See, I don't know, because honestly, I had forgotten about his crimes because I don't spend a lot of brain power thinking about Ezra Miller until we found that quote. And I was like, oh, yeah, he did, like, kidnap a person.
1: He did <laughs> Yes, a weird, but... He did a weird crime spree across the 50 states.
2: You know, I guess all it took was... uh Twitter and TikTok to just be like, "Hey, remember this? <laughs> remember this?" And then everybody's like, "Oh yeah, that did happen." Oh These well. These member berries taste like
1: kidnapping.
2: And then some people were like, "Maul, well, you know, there are other actors in it." <laughs> you know, I there guess are. the Flash didn't kill those people. Go watch it for
1: the Gal Gadot cameo.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I. The fact that the song plays every time Cracks me up
2: Cause it just
0: This song never fits anywhere Not even in it's original movie
2: <laughs> To Tell you she's there <laughs> She's got like a fucking bluetooth speaker In her waistband <sighs> She's got a Beats pill on her on her <laughs> hip, right next to the lasso. Also, Gal
0: Gadot is getting fucking around in these she's, movies here. Like, yeah. she was in Shazam two. She was in this shit.
1: She was in what the Red <laughs> Red Notice, R- right? That was the that was the name of that movie. Now she's in and then, whatever that no, new it's... one is, where the super com- the, the Illuminati have the supercomputer on the world, but it gets hacked. Yeah, and she's then also. <laughs>
2: And she's also going
0: to be in uh, some Cleopatra movie, I think.
2: And now, and now James Gunn is going to waltz Cleopatra. in and just fucking put her down like a horse. Say, no more. Don't even think about showing up in Blue Beetle.
1: You're never going to work in this town ever again. That's yeah. it.
0: I don't know. I think he. I think she's the one that like can't get fired. That's probably in her contract or some shit.
1: Yeah, probably.
2: I'm because you're gonna fire me?
1: she yes. I guess she draws. I mean, the crowd, if
0: she, so. if she survived 1984, Wonder Woman 1984, then she's got to be bulletproof, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's a good everyone
0: point. else involved with that movie got fired.
2: <laughs> well, then again, Wonder Woman 84 was so bad they they just did it. Found a new Kevin Feige and said, right, "Look, write this ship somehow, <laughs> do something." <laughs>
0: Help. Do something. We'll throw a lot of money at you to do the thing you did with Guardians.
2: <laughs> we got a lot of music. We'll make you do
1: it. You got to do a trial run. You can do Peacemaker. And he also did the Suicide Squad, right? Yeah. 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 Which was. All right. That was his. That was his pitch to to DC. He's like, that was his tryout. I can make
2: the magic happen for you. Well, that was also rated R, right? Yeah. Like in yes, a good way, it was. I think, I think, which Suicide that should, I was... feel
0: like DC. I know it cuts your potential market down, but I really feel like DC would have been a lot more successful if it had gone for that niche of yeah. being the purveyor of you know R rated or more adult oriented superhero content.
2: You can't say it doesn't work when, like, when when Deadpool and Logan are over here. Like
0: breaking in millions, yeah. With bags,
2: it... <laughs> so many bags. You need cream to put on your face.
0: Like you can scale it down, tell a smaller story if you're worried about making a big budget back.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> just make the I mean... make the Deathstroke movie.
0: Well, I Deadpool beat them the market, so I don't know if they can just make a Deathstroke movie. They could have him show up in a Teen Titans movie.
1: That would be great. Get the—I uh, would say—make the Doom Patrol movie, but I don't think that's going anywhere. I—I <laughs> I st- I still need to watch the rest of that show.
0: I don't know. We're in the middle of the Renaissance. Anything's possible.
1: Yeah. Um, finally, uh, settling into a nice tenth. Uh, Asteroid City. Also, oh, I was gonna say also down from third, but no. Um making 66 uh, million 300,000 uh otherwise known as 6.3 million uh this week worldwide total of uh 33 million um pretty solid that's a that's a 2 to 1 or no it's a, yeah it's a 2 to 1 in domestic to international um, yeah
0: um and a pretty small release so
1: yeah um, I don't. So I don't know how much these totals were affected by the fact that it was a long weekend. I don't. Um, know. They
0: were bumped up a good bit. I think at least at the top. I know Indiana Jones was like twenty three extra million dollars. Yeah, Sound from Freedom the extra two made days.
1: Fourteen million extra dollars because that yeah. did not show up on the regular weekend.
0: I think that was a one day only July Fourth thing.
1: Probably. Hmm. Um. But that is. The follow up. We have followed up. Now we're gonna follow we, that. We up. have
0: indeed. Let's, let's talk some gaming news. Um, I'll start with a with a story, uh, multiple years in the making now. Uh, Apple and Epic, their uh, their protracted legal battle about whether or not it was right for Apple to force merchants on their app store to use the app store for all payments. Um, It's headed up to the Supreme Court, baby. Uh, Fun. After, as, as was predicted when the initial ruling came down that basically put an injunction on Apple forcing people to Only accept payments through the Apple Store portal, which they get a 30% cut of. um, Has appealed and appealed and appealed, and that appeal has made it all the way up to the Supreme Court. Now, the Supreme Court just ended its session for the year, uh, or whatever session. I don't know how long the sessions are, if they do two a year or not.
1: Really uh, axing the student loan forgiveness.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: I, I was gonna say, oh, I, I wonder who they'll rule in favor of on this one, but it's big company versus big company.
0: Well, it's big company versus much bigger company. Apple has a market cap of like nine trillion dollars or something stupid like that. Epic is mm-hmm. considerably smaller by comparison. Yeah. Um my my skepticism my I would believe they're likely to rule in favor of Apple because to do so would weaken the power of corporations to not rule in favor of Apple would weaken the power of corporations in this country, which I cannot see the Supreme court that. signing off on Yeah. <laughs> given, given some of their, the rulings thus far.
1: Yeah. Speaking of, Oh yeah. You're so that's, that was, that's it. The video game. Okay. That's, that's... Um, there's no good segue into this. There's never a good segue in Nick Cage. He just it's appears. Just Nick Cage man. He's he here for he it. does. Uh, we are now getting the the loadout details of the Nicholas Cage uh ca- character in the Dead by Daylight. I
0: believe he is now available to play in the test build. Um yes. in the in the test server. Um, uh he won't be fully live until July 25th. We have to to balance his kit. And Peter, why don't you tell us what his kit consists of?
1: Yes. Um, (laughs) The very powerful abilities of uh, dramaturgy. Players will allow their instincts to take over during moments of (coughs) heightened intensity. They might not be able to predict the outcome, but that's what makes it so thrilling, isn't it? Uh, Scene partner. When using this perk... Staring at the killer will grant players a deeper insight into their process, allowing them to better anticipate their next move. I love that one so much. And finally, a plot twist. A plot twist in the third act can really breathe new life into film and trial alike. Players will use their second-to-none acting ability to get deeper into character than ever before making a bold decision that's as risky as it is rewarding. The very next sentence in this in this article, the thing I like about these perks is that it's not really clear what any of them do.
0: You just sort it, of roll with it and hope for the best.
1: It's re- real and solid and there, If boys. that's
0: not the Nick Cage experience, I don't know what is.
1: And again, when you play him, he wants you and Nick Cage to become one.
0: You got to fuse. You're going to be fused with Nick Cage. You ready for that? You ready for that responsibility, America?
2: Is anybody ready?
1: It's the next stage of human evolution.
2: Anytime time I've ever seen or been immersed in Nick Cage has been against my will, but I've liked it.
1: Against
0: your will.
2: <laughs> in a good way. In a good way, though.
0: Weren't you the one who wanted to do Prisoners of the Ghost Land?
2: No, no, that was me. That I was kn- all me, baby. Oh, okay. I had no fucking clue what that
1: was. <laughs> I still have no clue what that was. Nick Cage I, I with was, groin bombs driving through Hiroshima.
2: I knew him from Face Off. Oh. Yeah,
1: and God, what a fucking trip, then! Remember when they give him the car and he's like, "No, I'm gonna take the bicycle."
2: I I want to rewatch National Treasure and and just see. I did
0: do one. that recently. It's little not...
2: tidbits of Nick Cage that pop out. Give me the hundred dollar it, bill. It's, it's, Let me it, look it, at that hundred dollar bill I just gave you. No, oh, well, look at the it's clock.
0: Very. It's a very reserved performance. Like Nick Cage, leading man Nick Cage of the mid two thousands is is a different animal entirely from from uh, our our boy Nicky. You
1: could say he's locked <laughs> it, up, and trapped. The
2: some sort of the enclosure. difference. At some point he went on like mood stabilizers, I feel like. Like that's the vibe I get. Like he changed his antidepressants at one point, and then he's like, fuck it, a movie about a pig.
1: <laughs> I think he's broken out of the Matrix and he's just using his movie star as like deep cover while he fights the, the robots. He's living what in if- he's living in <laughs> in the real world out there. And that's what that's why he has all that shit in his apartment. It's like totems. You know, he touches like the dinosaur skeleton and he gets transported into the alternate dimension. <laughs> that's just that's just my headcanon. Um that's and that is my story. That's that's all. That's that's really it.
2: So I'll take you on a thread of thread There are threads uh and what used to be a hip linguistic term for clothes, it is now the up-and-coming rival for Twitter that doesn't work. Threads, Instagram's Twitter-like social media network, hits 30 million users in its first day, even though it kind of sucks right now. And I'm on it right now. Yeah. Let's see. Let's go. Join me, gang. Yeah. Let's go. What, what's to, what's we talk happening about, we on Threads? Talk about Twitter,
1: um, Elon very likely forgot to pay his Google bill, <laughs> and so Twitter was down for like. A, a week and he's like oh I'm putting guys I'm putting a, a view limit on your on Twitter Two. so you can only see a certain amount of posts. It's yeah, definitely it combat- cause I, not because I didn't pay my server bill.
2: <laughs> it was a combat apparently something called data scrapers. I have no, no clue what data scraping is but data scrapers <laughs> were doing something bad to Twitter so what they said was new just created accounts you get 30 tweets a day. 30. You can view you, every time you posts a day. Every time you look, you open your fucking peepers at a tweet, <laughs> that's one. You get one taken off. You get you, Everybody gets a little bubble above their head with a number they're allowed for, and that goes down by one every time you look at a fucking porn pic on Twitter. And then you go down a thread, you looked at 10, oh, oh, there's a third of your life lost. So... That's for brand new accounts. But did you for finish? Unverif- <laughs> for unverified accounts, you get 300. And then uh, verified accounts, or the, the blue check mark. I think it's uh, mm-hmm. 6,000. Or yes. 606,000. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, it was 6,000. 600 for old unblue checkmarked accounts and 300 for new unblue checkmarked accounts. And if you oh. don't have an account, you just can't see Twitter. And also, uh, Google is no longer, like, putting Twitter in its search engine optimization, so you don't see Twitter uh, when you go on to Google <laughs> anymore. And Elon's like, yes, this is an absolute win. I am invisible on Google.
0: Oh, I think, I, I mean, part of me feels like he just wanted to buy Twitter to sink the ship for whatever reason. <laughs>
1: He's given it a nice coast into the
2: ground. I think it was a good way to get out in the media, but then it was a joke that just got too far legally wise. Yeah, like, he
0: he let it go too far.
2: He really thought he could just put in that bid and like, and then back out because he did try multiple. He went to court to try to back out, and then didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so like, he he what he should have done was just pay the billion dollar fine. Yeah, he's like, but
0: that would make him look bad.
2: Yeah,
1: this Wait, still, he, can his look mom worse? come in and give him like, pay the fine <laughs> yeah, for but him?
0: But it's Elon, you know. That's a big deal. If it, if he looks bad, if he has to back yeah. out of something and look weak,
2: um, but but I, they, they could spin it to be like, oh, the courts are you know Antifa you know run their anti anti market freedom, boom, yeah. Um, So Threads Threads, Tell me about Threads, Jake Threads has some shit um, But it don't It's not that crazy Like Mm -hmm. 30 million people uh, In in a day or whatever Is not all that crazy Because you just have to go to Instagram Or follow a link And sign up through Instagram And then it'll like Put all your followers over as well Um, But it is it is a uh, very bare bones. Um, so I, I'm looking forward. It, it's literally like Twitter. You know, this is the you got your shit down here.
1: Yep. Jake <laughs> is showing us a very, I mean, what looks like a clat, a pretty standard modern social media interface.
2: Yeah, it yeah. it literally is just it, it's it's oh, a scroll wow, feed. Good, good, good there. <laughs>
1: Did I Jake, turned away did at the right time. Did you almost just show someone's <laughs> booty
2: hole on camera? Uh, yeah, yeah all we'll show. No nudity. I think I'll be fine. Just don't want to flash it with tits. But uh, <laughs> it, there's nothing like crazy uh, about it right now. We'll see if it ever pops off. But uh, probably things to note: a big part of Twitter's porn and like OnlyFans stuff to get away with. I'm assuming this is going to take the. Uh, like the moderation and and uh, uh, terms of service over from Instagram and Facebook to where that's not going to be allowed. So I don't know how big that side will grow. Um, and we'll also have to see how harsh they are with uh banning accounts.
0: Well, if it doesn't have pornography, I don't think it'll ever grow. <laughs>
2: yeah, hey, there's something to be said about that. I mean, Reddit is a a huge site, but a lot of it is not safe for work and. If you can't advertise on that, then right. what has been real. The front page that, of
1: Reddit is now entirely made up of DoorDash posts and "Am I the asshole?" posts, and like
0: yeah, and posts politics. from subreddits that you you're not subscribed to, but show up everywhere. I mean, it's, it's not like
1: we didn't like we knew this was coming. Obviously, there was the whole drama about the the Reddit API stuff, and you know, rightfully I guess rightfully so, all the reasonable people. <laughs> who are invested and we're making good content for the site have all left we have to live amongst the dregs
0: yeah i use reddit a lot less these days I'm, i feel like i'm weaning myself off i just don't know where i would go to get certain Where's content this? that i've just
1: do i go back always to gotten films? on reddit do i come crawling back to like mtg salvation
0: yeah, like where am I going to get spoilers? I've only ever gotten them on Reddit because I've I've always been on Reddit the entire time I've been playing Magic. So, so. good
1: at ag- they were good at aggregating stuff, and then you said no, let's make it harder for users to use. That's the whole well, thing.
0: Well, they gotta they gotta pump up the the valuation for the IPO however they can.
2: I believe um I believe the stock market reacted quite favorably to this as well. Um if I go to Meta. Oh I was gonna say, didn't um they I think
1: oh I think Reddit I mean got downgraded, but that was a while ago. Their valuation got downgraded a couple times, but that was Reddit. How is how is threads doing?
0: Oh, it'd be meta, right?
2: Oh meta. Um out. Oh, I'm trying to figure out this.
0: Is this the first punch in the uh, cage fight?
2: Yeah, That's maybe.
1: <laughs> I mean, Zuck knows how to. <laughs> he knows how to fight, even when they he did. they won't let him fight.
2: He <laughs> tex- seems like it was initially. Uh, I think I think it just spiked, uh, and then people sold. So it's it's going to come back from this rebound. But yeah, five day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was announced a few days ago, and it, it spiked up to a couple percentage points.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that could be a big return depending on how invested you are in Meta. All yeah, right. Yep. Well, I think that's gonna wrap up gaming news. Let's let's talk about being invested
1: yeah speak the Phil
0: franchise
1: yeah Indiana Jones ah I'm I'm
2: indie I'm old oh, okay <laughs> um, first off, I felt like so I, I watched the red letter media um, breakdown of this because I did not realize we're watching this uh I think I only got halfway through but the one major thing they pointed out was at the beginning of this movie. And how jarring it was to watch. It was good, but it was jarring, knowing that Harrison Ford is not that old. I thought the digitally de-aged Harrison Ford is not it that was, bad. I thought it was passable.
0: It was pretty well done, uh, for the most part. But
1: the part. voice, the, like, even I knew like the voice at the beginning, when it was old Harrison voice, and I'm like, this, this doesn't quite okay. track.
0: I... You know, I liked it well enough. I, I think it's kind of spooky, uh, just in general. Um, but, like, I'll tell you what. I was really into, like, the first half of this movie, and specifically this beginning scene, where, you know, the flashback adventure. This was a much longer flashback adventure uh, than is typical in the Indiana Jones movie, yeah. and it also tied more directly into the the later plot which is also kind of unusual, but like that was a solid like 15, 20 minutes of Indiana Jones action, exactly as I remembered it, exactly as I liked it, uh, except for CG. I still, it just doesn't look right to me to see CGI effects uh, in an Indiana Those Jones movie. Green
1: screens left something to be desired for sure.
2: Uh, throughout yeah. the movie.
1: But yeah, like the Morocco Morocco chase
2: was, scene was pretty weird.
1: Yeah. It was, it was pretty easy to tell. At least there were a lot of obvious uh, effects in the movie. Um, yeah. I'm sure there were some that were very well executed, but there were quite a few. Is that it weren't.
0: that much more expensive to do some of these things practically?
1: I don't know. I think, like, I don't know how much the... You know how how prominent is the role of prop master now? Is it is it becoming a rare breed? Like yeah, that faster. might be.
0: Might be. Uh, see, no, uh, I can't.
1: Because I can't yeah, abide I, by I that. Kind of because on this and that, like, I I can't imagine unless by faster you means you can take your office of VFX artists and like herd them like a border collie into working on this and just. Brute force it like you're playing Z- like you're doing a Zerg rush in Starcraft.
2: Well, well <laughs> you what click I, what on the I, graphics
1: I ca- for the Indiana <clears throat> Jones movie, and ten thousand full sale university graduates just team on it <laughs> and animate well, what every I single pixel.
2: Was if you, if you do like pyrotechnics or some of like that, you got to get the shot with the pyrotechnics in there, and all that has to be done. They have to do all the setup and has to get that take done. And you got to do it like, right, yeah. A, a green screen, you can shoot that, get that shot right pretty easily anywhere, um, with no like safety training or whatever, and then ship that off to the effects team to edit while you're shooting other stuff. So it, it logistically, I think you can fit in more stuff because you don't have like scheduling conflicts with like Harrison Ford or some of the other actors. Uh, I, and I, I don't know. That is a good point. Like, that is a good point
1: that you can now level load movie production all the way, like, up to release, you know, because there's, you know, a lot of these movies, they're, they're, like, only done, like, a couple months before they come out, which I, from a production standpoint, I feel like you'd want, because otherwise you're just, you're sitting on it.
0: Well, I mean, they do sit on a lot of movies and kind of release them when they they feel it's the appropriate time to release. Like, they have... They get their movies this year. They purchase, you know, independently produced movies or, you know, they fund their studio movies and they pick and choose what comes out in the year. Um, some of them, yes, are are like right up to the last minute kind of dealios.
1: I feel like... I, but I feel it's like not was uncommon was talking about the Snyder Cut was that, like, the Snyder Cut was kind of like a work print and they still had to guess yeah. that up um but yeah i will agree that like in that respect of movies being able to sit on stuff sometimes i know we talk about how many movies do we talk about where they kind of show up we were like we saw this a while ago oh it because it showed at a festival so some studio bought it and then they were gonna market it for theatrical release yeah um
0: um but yeah, I feel like Indiana Jones I just kind of. I would have liked to have seen more practical, a heavier emphasis on practical effects, because yeah. to me that's part of an Indiana Jones movie.
1: Indiana Jones is a movie more than many other movies that lives and dies on its tropes. Like, a, a, there's a lot of specific things that like you just gotta include in an in Indiana Jones movie. His costume. You know, like we said, the the opening scene as to like it's supposed to go a specific way, um, where it's the the logo fades into an object and that's in a flashback opening scene. You know, Um, you got to put the globe trotting map montage in there. Yep. Um. So, you know, Indiana Jones has a very weirdly has a very um, like a very not rigid but very well-defined sort of structure in terms of a lot of things that you want to put in. So the artistry has to come in from how do you play with those and what do you how do you adapt those. And I feel like this yeah. movie just kind of went right for it and just hit everything Sometimes, right on.
0: And so I feel like this movie is kind of a response. I'll, I'll come clean with the audience here. Now, this, this stays between everyone listening to this specific review. As soon as this episode's over, I will go back to... To how this was before i am aware that there is in fact a fourth indiana jones movie that came out in 2008 called king with the crystal skull now i deny this movie's existence because i don't think anyone should ever see it ever it should be forgotten by the sands of time uh however the point i'm trying to make is that that movie uh deviated a little bit more from the traditional indie structure uh not not so much but it didn't follow quite the same uh story beats that you would expect in an indiana jones movie so i think for this one they wanted to go back to like the tried and true formula um you know the only thing missing was the eating something gross uh yeah but uh that so in and, and what I, all this to say this is a very familiar feeling movie but it's not such a bad thing if mm-hmm. if the thing you it's recalling or or emulating is something you like you know it's like putting on a comfortable pair of shoes
1: yeah i um the fact that it's i think what maybe helps it and also hurts it is that's been released so far removed from both you know from all the previous movies um i i wonder if I, I only in that i wonder if i would have the same reaction if i watched this after marathoning the other movies i don't know how i would feel about this um
2: yeah i'm i'm not going to lie i i have seen i feel like i saw most of crystal skull I don't think I've ever seen start to finish any of the old Indiana Jones movies. Oh my god, you're the worst! <laughs> I I've seen clips, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever. I don't know if I've ever been that interested in Indiana Jones. Well, did this so I I don't really have like a you dog in, in
1: Indiana race. Jones, Jake.
2: No, not really. I mean, <laughs> like I get it. Like it, it I don't. It's because I Indiana Jones is so iconic of a character. It, it's so iconic there have been countless spoofs of the character Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Um and, and it's it's got a great simple premise that I think worked back when it first came out and it was novel. And now that formula is so which is so boring.
1: Or it's I, it's faded out of say the it, pop I mean, culture.
2: Um, it, like I'm sure when it came out at first it was a great idea, but I think just because every other movie does a similar thing, so, you get a McGuffin, you gotta go to a place. The bad guys go to the place, you gotta get the other McGuffin, you go to a place, you gotta get the Here's the bad why guys, you're
0: wrong, Jake. <laughs> okay. um, you're wrong because the Indiana Jones movies of the eighties were based on the adventure serials of the nineteen thirties and all their tropes. So it was not a novel concept when it came out. It was just a very well done homage to those old style.
2: Hey, I'm not going to lie. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) You know, nobody knows that. Uh, It's just (laughs) movies. Okay. You're you're not going to, you're not going to sell me on the fact that people go watch these nowadays and be like, ah, you know, those cereals kind of ruined this for me though. But, but no, I mean it. it the iconic... wait, what point are you trying to argue, Jake? I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't have a dog in this race, so I'm gonna piss off a lot of people. All I know is that there's uh the the, the temple. What is it? Uh, temple of Doom is the bad one. Yeah, it's or...
0: the black sheep of the original. Yes, yeah.
2: it's a black sheep of the original one. It's set before the Nazis. Everybody's like, oh, we gotta have the Nazis. So they brought back the Nazis, and then they, like, constantly have brought back the Nazis, because that's what they want to see. Harrison Ford fighting Nazis to a point where they really stretched it in this one to jumping the gun or jumping the shark, I would say. Um, uh, And, and yeah, I guess the crystal skull, I think, was like aliens. I was describing it to Kristen on the way home. I'm like, I don't have a dog in this race, but, like, yeah, I guess, like, the fifth one or the fourth one was uh about aliens and they're like well how do we top aliens well I won't I won't spoil it for <laughs> you this one but I'm sure everybody could could do it but they do it they, they try to top aliens and I'm sure every other one they've been how can we top this they're like ah cannibals uh how can we how can we top the Holy Grail the spear of Christ but it's a fake well, I mean, it's Spear only good of Christ for killing, uh, well, was a red herring words. Uh, yeah, I, I, I it. This is fine. Um, it I thought it was a fine movie. It uh, yeah, is adventurous. so like
0: it's... it's not the peak of Indiana Jones mm-hmm. action, but it is a a service. At least the first half of the movie, I would say, is a a fun throwback to that that kind of feeling. Yeah. you know, it feels like that kind of adventure. Um, plot gets a little too sci-fi for my taste at the end there um we nearly had a disastrous ending that would have completely ruined my opinion of this movie um but they they wisened up and avoided that uh most it calamitous phase
2: m- it made sense though the um the reasoning behind it but um i guess yeah we'll get to it when we get to like full-on spoilers but yeah, I was I was kind of like the intentions behind certain characters was a little iffy, um, but heartfelt and it kind of like came together at the end. Um, yeah, I would it, I
0: would say this movie is is worth watching if you're a fan, but I don't think you have to go out to the theater to see it.
1: Yeah, uh, I would say, and I'll talk about maybe some of the details in it. Um, it's a good send off for the character. They're definitely they chose with this movie to end it instead of passing the torch. Um, This is Indiana Jones happy ending, Um, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have, I'll use the term that we break out mainly for wrestling performances, but I'll use it here. This doesn't have the sauce that the OG Indiana Jones movies had.
0: I'll agree. I'll agree. It It doesn't quite rise to that level. It doesn't have the sauce. It's not even as good as Temple of Doom. All of these things are true. But it is a lot better than whatever the fuck Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was supposed to be. Right. If, and
1: it's not it and it's not a Marvel like, superhero movie, so if you're getting sick of those, yeah. this is a good change of pace.
0: Like it is it is surprisingly violent. Like they did not hold back on the classic Indiana Jones gruesome deaths. Um
2: yeah was I was pretty that's why pretty they did' pretty Disney bad
0: out. ways to go it was
1: Paramount and lucas film
0: <laughs> um so yeah like it's 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 a fun diversion but it it's kind of a hard sell as a fun diversion when it's two and a half hours long
1: yeah that's, it that's really, really
0: the, you the could have cut could have cut fifteen minutes from this pretty easily maybe even twenty uh and just tightened up the pacing and i feel like the movie would have worked a whole lot better um but as it stands you know it's it's a fun last ride for for indie um but i i much like uh rambo last stand i would say wait wait to wait a couple years to watch this on demand for your uh your podcast when you need something to review in the late 200s of the episode count. Unless
1: you're in the deep south and the wet bulb temperatures will cause you to drown in your own sweat in the shade. um, And you need to, you know, and go watch this in the theater in that case because it's air conditioning for an hour and a half. and Uh And you won't overheat even through your sweat because we're living through a climate crisis that will kill everyone in the summer. Oh, you... I was I could I, I could get ranty for a second, just fucking UPS is about to strike because of the fucking the heat. Texas said oh, Are they really? Yeah, they're <laughs> they're discussing like a ninety percent workers strike, which would be one of the largest strikes in like uh US history in terms of nice. percent I think in terms of like percentage of the of the workforce there. Um like I know there's that whole debacle about Texas. They said where uh, companies can fucking deny water breaks.
2: To yeah, change some of the rules. So That's... if you're
1: living in a in a burning hellscape where you can't escape the heat, go watch this in the theater for two and a half hours and <laughs> cool your core temperature down.
0: I think that the Texas thing's a little bit out of context. And it also doesn't go into effect until uh, next year, I think. Um, I think it's they can't, they, they're not required to provide water to the employees not necessarily that they can't take a break um,
1: I, I think it was denying water rights, but either way it's not a great rule
0: no I, I read the the story on it like um, anyway what were we talking about Indiana Jones that's one <laughs> Dial, Dial of, of Destiny
1: Spoil- spoiler time I guess um, yeah,
0: good time as any.
1: So, I don't know. I was kind of tickled by the the mechanism in this, um, by the fact that like I've I've also read some articles about it, and like people have they've done the digital reconstructions of it. They're like, this was probably just a very complicated astrolabe. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, that's that's par for the course. It's like, okay, take an artifact, ramp it up. Um magical properties.
0: You you take a uh, a well known or you know a a referenced historical artifact like the holy grail or the ark of the covenant and (laughs) you thrust that into your your plot as as the MacGuffin as it were.
1: This is a very weird way by which to do your time travel. Was that so time fissures just just happen? Yeah, that's
0: That's, that was kind of a hard thing for me to grasp. Like, time travel, it's, it's a tough, tough ask in, in an Indiana Jones kind of setting, and I don't think they really nailed it. Uh, I think this movie really starts to fall apart when they actually go back through time.
1: It's, it's certainly a, a f- uh, fantastical kind of uh, visually uh, engrossing climax. If you want spectacle for your Indiana Jones movie. Nazis versus yeah. the Romans. What more could you ask it, for?
2: It was pretty cool.
1: The Third Reich yeah. dies to the Second Reich. Or I guess the I First did,
2: Reich. I, I did also appreciate that um, they kind of set it up for... Like, this was a, a destined event that was like, going to happen, and it already did happen. Um, so it wasn't... like. The shit that happened in the past, you don't have to really worry about it affecting the future because we live in the future that it already happened in. So, Because I was like... They, they set huh. that up like
1: five seconds before. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, this Phoenix has propellers on it and there's a wall. Yeah, I was like,
2: yeah. Archimedes are pretty, a pretty smart guy uh, uh, thinking about propellers. <laughs> um, but here he is um, just copying... Some yeah. Nazi technology, Archimedes, Nazi. They confirmed. actually
0: do do a really neat job of setting up that with like the puppet show that they're doing in the town dragon, with the yeah. dragon sieging in. I'm like, hey, what the fuck is that oh, doing yeah. there? Um, oh, I didn't realize that. But yeah, they refer to the, the planes as dragons. And you're like, oh, yeah. OK, yeah. Um, but it, it's 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 a big it's a big jump. To go from you know, uh, faces being melted off, uh, human hearts being eaten, and uh, like rapidly aging because you drank out of the wrong cup, right? Uh, type consequences it's an to that
1: does a little thing.
0: Time travel. <laughs>
1: yeah. And like yeah, again the. They really wanted to avoid just calling it time travel, which I think added a lot of bulk to it.
0: Yeah, like they that, never that say that the words, whole... they,
1: like they say the words time travel like maybe once in in the movie, and they they don't ever talk about the mechanics of it.
0: Yeah, it was so clunky. Like that's why I really felt like that that third act was was kind of. Uh, a poorer effort is because the the going back in time. Yeah, it's kind of cool to see the the siege of Syracuse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that is a way back thing for for Indiana Jones and like the the heady sci fi ness of jumping back through time like that. With the rink- kind of rinky-dink technology of, of the forties, uh, because they flew an era-appropriate play- plane back in yeah. time, which I found kind of funny. Um, so <laughs> I guess the, the idea, idea was that plan. they had to
1: blend uh, the hunch. Yes,
0: yeah, their their idea their idea hinged on on blending yeah. in,
1: which um, I it, that it took me a little bit. So when he pulled out the Nazi uniform, I'm like, is this just what he's comfortable in? She's like, ah, oh, let me slip into the old, put on the old My iron cross, form. and slip on the old captain's yeah. hat there.
2: Which, which I kept on having to like remind myself that like, um, they're only jumping back like twenty years, so it's not or or eleven years actually. Was this 1950? It was nineteen fifty. Right, it was nineteen sixty-nine. Right, because it was because they had landing. just
0: landed on the moon.
2: Okay, I saw. Yeah, nineteen sixty-nine. So there was yeah. one
1: theme that I. Uh, it, They didn't quite do anything with it, Um, but I kind of like this idea. You know, there's some discussion on it that like, um, Indy was—he's like living during history, but he's like, ah, I don't give a shit about the moon landing. Yeah, history's left us behind. It's like, no, you're (laughs) living. Those are—it's big time. It's living history. You're witnessing a huge moment in mankind's like development. But he's—he's beyond it. He's washed up. He gives his he gives his clock to a homeless guy. That was
2: that was so great. How do we feel about um, Shia LaBeouf uh, getting killed off off screen? I don't feel I any don't. Of way about it.
1: I mean, it's they did don't mind a, at all. They did an okay character motivation with it, and that's about as much as I could ask for. So yeah, I th- I
0: think it would it was good because the movie, much like myself, has spent the better part of the last you know ten years denying the existence of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, yeah. and so they just they pay lip service to why a couple things were different, and, and it's
1: one less character that needs to be in this film, which is good, because and
0: let's be honest, it wasn't a great character, and Shia LaBeouf is not the same level of star now that he was when kingdom of the crystal skull came
2: out yeah so I wanted, maybe he did go to because i was trying to think about what war did shia labeouf die in it was vietnam and it might it might have been might have been vietnam just it would have like had
0: to have been vietnam yeah
2: because well, it, it's like or daily. korea
0: could have been korea
2: i was thinking either korean or vietnam uh, korean war would have been 1950, 1953. When was Crystal Skull happening? Was that in the fifties or was that?
0: I it might have been the. It was the start of the Cold War. Maybe. Yeah, it was the either the fifties or the sixties because they had Nuketown
2: probably fifties set day. up. Cold um, War, yeah, okay. So that's when he first met his son, and then at some point he's like, "Fuck you, Dad! I'm gonna enlist," and he joined. I up think with it the would Vietnam. almost
0: have to have been, well, or or depending upon when crystal skull was set because like obviously if crystal skull was in the fifties and he fought in vietnam he probably would have been too old to enlist but this uh, we have put more thought into this than they did yeah so it was
1: was there to say okay we need to explain why he and and marion aren't there and also we can parlay this into some character development for
0: it was a pretty good scene yeah pretty good delivery um,
1: which kind of leads me into another thing is that the um a related thing a thing that kind of hung out throughout the movie was that I don't think they used the score super well um especially yeah, like especially the themes Indiana Jones has a lot of themes in it like you know the Marion and Jones love theme obviously the Indiana Jones main theme um mm-hmm. and that they kind of they kind of just show up There's not like a big moment where he he shows up heroically and it all kind of culminates and then you play the theme. And it's like, oh, yes, Indiana Jones, which if any movie they did that in the
0: flashback adventure.
1: Yeah, but that was like a little they played it like a little bit and then they played it like a little more. And then maybe they like they played the full theme, but it wasn't the, the rest of the movie, I feel like didn't. It didn't service the action of what was going on. I don't
0: know. I'll, I'll agree with you that like the score is kind of, you know, it's not memorable, which is odd to say of a John Williams score. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it could have it it, it could have used a little more.
1: It could have been used more effectively, uh, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, rather than just putting it in there, kind of as a recognition, but not having a strong idea of what you were doing with it. Um, but it was, it didn't like super detract from my my experience with the film. It was just something I noticed. I'm like, because he's there's a scene where he's talking to his daughter on the boat, not his daughter, but his goddaughter on the boat, and the, then they play like the love theme. Like, that's the theme for him and Marion. I was like, this yes. is not... No, that's not where this I goes. Was, I
0: was like, oh, wait. No, 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 that's <laughs> gross. Don't try to do that.
1: Yeah. Um. Side note, her character is fucking psychotic. <clears throat> I
0: yeah.
2: thought they were trying a, a little bit too hard to, like, push her as the replacement of, like, Indiana Jones. Um,
0: See, I didn't feel like they were trying to... Push her off uh, as an indie replacement. Feel like At least might... not, not to the degree that they did with Shia LaBeouf's character in I, the last movie. I think
1: the idea was like she was who Indy could have been if she went down the wrong but she went down the wrong path. Where she was in it for money and um selfishness instead of the love of archaeology and history.
0: She is she is similar in uh in scope, let's say, to many Indie accomplices in his cinematic history.
2: Just because she was kind of like um uh I don't know, I don't know how to put this. It gave me like a lot of like um just unserious James Bond vibes of like, ooh, look at that guy. Ooh, I'm just I uh, guess the yeah the word is like the money
1: cavalier. I'm a hot I feel like she was yeah, a very cavalier, cavalier character, which I think was the intention for her character, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it definitely was because it's a contrast to to Indy's personality, especially sure. old Indiana Jones. Yeah, can't especially be going old on gruff. adventures
1: all the time anymore.
0: Yeah, I think it was her characterization was I feel very strategic uh, as far as like being a foil to Indy and also in some ways harkening back to Indy's younger days.
1: Right when he, um, the kind of when guy who shoots a man in the street, uh, yeah, rather than try and uh, you know the, the easiest way to victory, yeah. So that... I,
0: I think that was that was done very intentionally, and I I liked her character for for the most part. Um, she was entertaining, <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah. really all you can ask for. I liked her character. Better than I liked the, the kid. Who yeah, I'm I am trying to felt...
1: figure out what his character's name was. Um, uh, where are you? IMDb.
2: For the kid? Yeah, Teddy. the kid who. The
1: Teddy. literal first scene where they show him piloting the mock plane, and I'm like, oh, okay. So they're going. Yeah,
2: when is this going to come in handy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so
1: he's going to pilot a plane at some point, and lo and, the and behold. Um, Hot, huh, but uh, uh, not Richard not... Is he not? Where is he... Where is he in this?
0: It's some sort of a T, like Teddy. Te-
1: te- te- Teddy or something Teddy? like that. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah okay. so sad,
2: Ted. Ethan, Ethan I just saw it area. today. <laughs> it's very fresh in my mind.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. Like the very first scene where it's like they they got to cut right to the chase. Here's his. Here's his setup so you can pay him off. Um. Yeah.
0: And like the only purpose he served was to to give them a ride back.
1: And to be a... You could a, have... Be kidnapped.
0: You could have totally... Well, well. I mean, like, his... The, the payoff of the plane. Like, you could have uh. easily rewritten that climax to make him completely unnecessary because she boards the plane Indies on by herself. Yeah. And instead of having the plane crash, you could have just written it so that they seize control of the plane and they, you know, barely... Limp this thing back through the time portal before it closes.
2: The yeah. question is, how did he compare to Ki Ki-Hu- Kihui One?
0: Short round. Short round is iconic for many reasons. I will say this kid was much better actor than uh, he at that time. Okay, the kid wow. was wow. <laughs> he grew up, This
2: kid's Oscar, huh?
0: He got a lot it better. A, it'll happen in uh, twenty
2: years.
1: <laughs>
0: um, or something, Imagine, though. Yeah, you know, I, I can, I can blame the writing on it for his, his acting or, yeah. or not being Still able to act in his native language. A
1: lot better than some kid actors we've seen recently. <coughs> Skateboard kid. Oh. Um,
2: yeah,
0: like he, as far as kid characters go, he wasn't the worst, but he really did not to, need to be there. I felt like they just. We're like, well, you know, in Temple of Doom, we had a kid uh, sidekick, so we gotta resurrect that.
1: Yeah. Um, this, I this was in the movie. I I feel like no one else commented on none of the stuff I've seen commented on. But was there like a really weird, like um, continuity? Not a, con- I almost yeah, continuity error. I m o where they so they roll up to the. Um, the Hotel Tan- Le- Dan- Atlantique in Tangiers, right? Where mm-hmm. the deal's going down and they do all, and it's dark out. The
0: auction's happening. Huh? The auction's happening? Yeah,
1: yeah. They roll up to the auction and it's dark out. And this scene takes, it's like a 15-minute scene. And it doesn't feel like it takes a long time in the movie. Like, they're in and they're out. But then they come out and it's broad daylight in, like, the heat of the day. And I'm like, I don't
0: remember it being dark when they pulled up
1: okay
2: yeah I don't think it was I feel like it was I like it was just a it, brightly was, lit it was sign. like
1: the orange and purples of the evening hues or may, maybe it was dawn I guess and the lights were on to show that it was it was there it just didn't look maybe I'm remembering it totally wrong but it just didn't seem like it was daylight to me and like it really jarred me because they were like they showed up and they came out and it was the middle of the day. I'm like, what?
0: Yeah. What?
1: They were in there for like a half an hour.
0: No, I feel... I remember it being consistent. Maybe you got a weird print <clears throat> of the movie.
1: Who knows? Yeah. Um, there was... Yeah, so that... I mean, that chase scene, that happened for a while. And, you know... That was really it was, long. It was a
0: chase scene and then, <sighs> like... <laughs> It just became a, a bigger chase scene. Like you think it, you thought the scene was over, and you're like, okay, now it's time for them to regroup. Yeah. But no, here comes another party that's chasing them, and then it gets back to being the first chase scene. And yeah, that that went on a little yeah. too long.
1: That was okay. That you on me. That was one of my gripes with the movie. Was I was having a hard time like parsing who the players were and what team they were on, and maybe that was part of the intention. Was like you don't know who's on what side and who's out for you know what everyone's intentions were but it was hard for me to figure oh. out the arrangement of like okay well, so schmidt is working for america but he's a secret nazi and he's hired his guys but also there's the yeah. cia agent who's like also his handler
2: i don't yeah i don't know why um that cia agent was there in the first place to like um i i mean it was kind of like just to give like uh, like contacts of the and situation. To stop them and from also, shooting like,
1: more people. <laughs> I feel like that's yeah. a lot of what a lot of what these characters did, even though there was a lot of murders in this, there was also a lot of don't shoot them. We can't don't kill more innocents. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Uh that whole like the because C- the CIA agent didn't play like a huge role and she was killed off so early. I'm just like, what what did you really do? Other than just explain that the president's pissed. Maybe it was maybe serve for
1: the for the intrigue of like,
2: oh, this black woman's working with a known Nazi guy. Or what's up well, with that? Well, I, I think maybe it was maybe it was to without naming it, uh, to admit that Operation Paperclip was like a thing that got us Apollo eleven up there. Yeah, I mean that was sort of know.
1: his the explanation for why he was there and uh, working at the, U- oh, I am just a professor at the University of Alabama. I, I do not want to go to. Bed I don't to have any huge scars or deformities on my face for being slapped with a with a piece of like Yeah, I was train going when I saw when I. <laughs>
2: yeah, how the fuck did not. When,
0: when he showed that, like I thought he was going to have some sort of scar or something to like be like, oh yeah, that's the guy, but it was just his regular face and like. What
1: you got? <laughs> he has an age day. You got like decapitated.
0: <laughs> yeah, how are yeah. you alive? <laughs> Number one, like that. Yeah, that's really, the whole the whole crux is kind of implausible. They were leaving he like a lot, lot of breadcrumbs
1: that the time travel would play into the events that already happened in the movie a lot more than it did. Like, I I imagined part of me thought like, oh, when they shot like the the teachers or the professors at the college that were just, like, bystanders. I'm like, and Indy was, like, really remorseful over that. I was like, oh, okay, this is usually when they do a time travel movie, they go back to the beginning of the movie, and he stops the plot from happening. Like, he prevents, like, you know, in my imagined scenario, he would stop, future Indy would stop Wombat from talking to old Indy, and therefore setting the events, uh, keeping them from being set in motion. And that would be how it ended. Like,
2: yeah it turns out we just have to have a map of where the 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 portholes into the past
1: just yeah. naturally
2: occur, yeah, just a natural disaster like earthquakes and humidity also we should talk I want quickly
1: talk about the heavy and um how he yeah is it was... all, he is first of all uh, on one hand the biggest of the heavies, he is a tower yes. of a man, and also he gets the most gruesome death.
0: Yeah, he sounds like pretty, a bitch. He fucking pretty bad way in a to cave. go.
1: That's that's worst top five worst ways to die.
0: Yeah, I I don't know where I would rank that relative to being chopped up by the propeller of a uh, plane.
1: Yeah, or ground by stone rollers.
0: But I did have a fun game here. Like I was trying to predict how each of the villains were going to die. Um, and I correctly guessed that the heavy was going to be killed, uh, with some sort of environmental hazard, be it like a snake pit or, or like falling off a cliff or something like that. So I nailed that one. I thought Indy was going to straight up murk the, uh, the Lieutenant Mm -hmm. Nazi, um, not, not the, not Schmidt, Uh, but. but yeah, the other the I keep wanting to call him Boyd, because that was a character he had in a different movie. <laughs> um, but that guy, I thought and he was going to kill him, so I was wrong on that. And I thought that Schmidt was going to die in the classic indie villain die way to die, where the artifact does not do the thing that you expected it to do, or at least doesn't operate in the manner you expected, and as a consequence, you perish.
1: Which, in a roundabout Which- way...
2: I'll, happened, I'll give you but, half yeah, half credit, yeah.
0: Kind of, but or, not... Or like,
2: almost it's full very, credit, yeah. yeah. It's not, very it wasn't the as
0: satisfying as way, too. yeah. Yeah. The artifacts didn't kill him. The Romans him. did.
2: Yeah, because he, like, he had a whole freak out with that. He was like, no! And his hair, like, got all disheveled. Like, uh... The Ger- German disheveled hair is, like, a trope that is always good to see. Yeah. Disheveled Nazi hair is on my, like, top five... Favorite things on a Sunday afternoon to just sip with my tea on my rocking chair.
0: (laughs) Sipping the hair? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, I just look at like stills of it. It's like a photo Hitler in his bunker freaking out losing the war. Ah, yeah. Uh, I can can recreate it right here for you. You
0: didn't win the war, Hitler lost it.
2: (laughs) Oh, no. What's wrong, Peter? (laughs) Tell me more. I yeah, put a breakdown. Um, I what was Doctor Voller's plan? He was gonna kill Hitler, yeah, yeah. and replace him, and and assume
0: control of the Nazi army, and not make the same mistakes Hitler made, which I guess would have been invading Russia.
1: Yeah, I mean that is a that is a how do you one up? Is I'm going to go and out Hitler, Hitler. How do you? So he's just assuming. Yeah, he's assuming that he'll be he he able to kill take Hitler. Control. And replicate and take the same <clears> things <throat> that the fucking Nazi party did,
0: or or maybe maybe it was, yeah. I guess he he figured he'd rise to.
1: They didn't think that we'd uh, think about it that hard.
0: Because like I mean, I th- the way he described it, so at first he just said that like he just was wanted to kill Hitler because Hitler's craziness lost them the war in his yeah. eyes. Uh, and then later in his same villain monologue, he implies that he would be leading the Yeah, I mean, because that was,
1: I guess, yeah, that was the uh, just his whole thing was he was just disgruntled that Hitler was like wasting his time on occult relics. Yeah.
2: What they didn't show was the B plot, the sub B plot of uh, of Doctor Voller's story, where he actually came back with a sports almanac as well. Yeah. of that era,
0: play some bets. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he was going to be really rich <laughs> off of sports betting and then take over Germany that way. And then
1: the adventure's over, and he and Marion get together, and I guess
2: it's okay, except
1: for all the people that died.
2: And he grabbed his hat, so you know there's going to be another one. He's, he's, uh, he's
1: uh, he, just, he just boned down Marion in that thing, <laughs> and that was the end.
2: Yeah, I, I think she said
0: she whispered to him, "Wear the hat."
2: Yeah, I was hoping they would put that in there, and I'm like, "Are there? They're phrase framing on the hat. Is he gonna grab it, and then I'm just gonna piece everything together?" Like I he's...
0: did appreciate the, uh, the
1: Looney Tunes, the Looney uh, Tunes,
0: uh, you know, roll in the black spotlight thing. Yeah. Um, that that was not how I would have predicted this movie to end. That's how,
2: that's a, how a do you tell is, the audience uh, that's all, classical. folks,
1: without literally dropping the <laughs> the fucking uh, uh end card.
2: That's a George Lucas specialty
1: though. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yes, George Lucas does love his his old-timey wipes and transitions. Um
0: well, he became a filmmaker in the 70s when these were new, so it was it was a toy he had to play around with. Yep. Um yeah, and just like uh, Indy's journey has come to a close, so too is ours on this episode, three seventy four of yep. the Saturn Studs podcast. Um, next week we'll be talking something asteroid something comes city
1: before it gets before it leaves orbit.
0: Um, isn't there something else big opening next week? Whatever, we'll we'll discuss we'll it and it figure it out amongst ourselves. Um. Yeah, I don't think we have anything else to announce. So until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995.
2: Peace. Bye-bye.